hello lucky thief and thank you so much for taking the time to do this i really do appreciate it first things first really easy starting point uh how's your day going so far yeah pretty good so far um yeah uh what have i done i mean i don't want to bore you with uh just other stuff outside the music but um everything's going all right so far yeah real life stuff as you say the boring stuff <laughs> I mean, I find it interesting, yeah. Okay, good, good, good. Yeah, no, of course, of course. Good, good, good. Um, Then, considering we're in March, we are three months into 2023. How has the year been treating you overall so far, from the Lucky Thief perspective? Um, Yeah, it's it's been great uh, so far. Um, Obviously, I did this album, well, it took three years to do, and um, it's been about a year and waiting to release it. So it's actually been pretty great just organising um, all the promo, picking the singles, uh, finding people to work with um, and getting ready to release it. It's been very long, so it's actually it's actually great at the, at the minute and I can't wait for yeah this first single to, to come out, to be honest. That is a long time. Have you been enjoying this aspect? It's part and parcel of modern music making, really, isn't it? The long build and sometimes forced, sometimes uh, part and parcel of it where you just have to drip feed content. Have you been enjoying it or are you at the stage now where you're a little sick and tired of it and you just want to kind of get it all out? Um, I think it's difficult because obviously like I I uh, play all the instruments um, and layer it. So whereas w- w- if you had a band, mm. you've got three, four, five members who can do different content and stuff um and kind of share the load also i i uh did all my studio time like uh, at least over a year ago so and so it's hard to promote stuff when when you're not playing live because i'm i'm currently teaching the live band to play to play the album so mm. again that's why i'm just thankful that the singles about to come out because I can actually start showing stuff because it's been uh, it's been a long time of of not being able to too much to be honest. No, what you say makes complete sense. It's not a fast process, and it's the long you know the time you take to prepare yourself for, as you say, moving into live environment and so on will only eventually benefit you long term as it will draw more eyes and ears to what you're doing. And you've kind of mentioned it already, so I kind of want to touch upon that and kind of go back to the start, but mainly you specifically. And in particular, because you are a multi-instrumentalist, where your musical journey first started, so to speak, and how we got to this point? Um, well, yeah, for, first, so I'm completely self-taught. Mm. Um, randomly, um my family had some mates from Australia. They came down to visit us with a bongo drum and introduced me to that when I was about 13 or something. Um, I didn't even realise really that I could eventually go to a drum kit. <laughs> I was planning for a while of taking bongo drums very seriously and learning how you're supposed to tap and all that with your fingers, oh, yeah. and the sort of sound you're making. And then when... It, I was okay at making some little beats on it. I think my parents noticed and uh yeah they got me um just yeah classic like 
stag starter kit and I just absolutely blitzed it um and just pretty much trashed the kit but it was it was great um just to get used to just to learning drum to a lot of different bands through my headphones and just really put in, in a lot of time um and then actually moving to it was a while before I moved to guitar because mm. my brother actually um started on guitar and for a while I was trying to copy him but for some reason I was playing the guitar flat so oh. it was like that and um eventually he said you know it's a lot easier if you, if you flip <laughs> it up and uh it was easier um so then I started writing on guitar and I found that that um I could get more out of it in terms of just sort of songwriting I felt as much as I love drums and it's it's my first instrument um guitar has the ability for me to really sort of put all my kind of emotion and creativity into it um yeah so so that and then and then singing was later as well I was I was awful at singing for for ages really 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 bad just really mm. flat and then worked on that um and bass just kind of came semi-naturally uh, playing guitar I do play it I, I think compared to solely bassist so I play it more kind of good in a guitar way but yeah. um but I think it it adds to the sound and it kind of gives um a nice sort of balance and they, they they match really well the kind of guitar and bass parts I think so that's a that's a that's a that's a brief bit of how I yeah I found the instruments no that's fascinating what what made you do you can you put your finger on it why you jump between instruments at an early age were you struggling to find one that you thought okay I'm this is what I'm particularly good at so this is what I want to do or was it just the creative attention thing um yeah I think it's the the latter like I absolutely adore drums and I um I practiced all the time and I had an audition for um Devil Soul to Soul a kind of you know small metal band back in the day yeah. an audition for them I didn't I didn't get it but um I, I was I was in bands just playing drums um and then yeah it was more yeah creative creative control thing um mm -hmm. a, a, a way for me to express myself a bit more to have a bit more I guess yeah control hands on um process in the in the writing um when I was in bands playing drums I'd start to want to like put my ideas across for guitars for people playing stuff yeah it's kind of seemed it was it was just easier if I if I started doing stuff um myself and I I think I wrote my first like song where I played every instrument about 15 and I've got I've got a CD of it somewhere I, re I really want to find it because um be really really interesting but so I'd started to kind of work out how to put songs together me doing everything about sort of about that age but it was definitely the sort of yeah creative control wanting to explore different instruments as as well just from drums is that something you kind of continue to this day are you still do you still find yourself exploring um i mean you've 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 listed basically the core elements of a band drums guitar bass and vocals but obviously there's a wide array of other instrumental instruments out there have you continued to explore i, w I would love to to be honest i've I, i've recently got a a little uh, keyboard um, loan, so I, I'm I'm thinking about incorporating 
some of that into some newer songs. I've already started writing the second album. Um, but I think in, in, in the studio, when I go and record, is quite a nice time um, just to add things. Um, not huge parts, but mm. you can... I, I like doing some things on the day to kind of have that um, sort of sort of impulsive in a, yeah. in a good way thing and and explore you know with effects and stuff like that um it's not to say i use all of them but i i, I want to have some sort of immediacy in in the songs and, and not be too thought out um yep. even because a lot because a lot of it is because i have to do it all but i do save a few bits for um yeah different things on, on the day when when it comes to record and who do you do you have people within your life, be it personal, family, friends, and so on, who work as a sounding board? Because obviously, as a solo artist, as a person writing and working on your music completely, would not have an input from other members of a band. Um, how do you gauge whether something's working, or are you very confident that you can do it yourself? Um, I, I'm always confident. I always think like this song's the best song and then it, it does sometimes change and I do play it to people mm. my girlfriend and and it do, sometimes doesn't get the reaction that I want um which is a good thing because you've got to be very confident or self-assured um as well as you know not thinking everything you're doing is amazing um yes. to kind of look out for things that don't sound as good and when I've had that feedback I change the song and I come up with something better and it always mm. does get better. And I eventually find the end product of, of the song. Um, it's still, yeah, it's still, I still feel like I, I do everything I write, I do enjoy, but it's, it's pushing it to that next stage to really get the, the most out of it. So um, yeah, I, I use, you know, my brother and my girlfriend um, and I've sent, demos to my live band mates um but a lot of the time yeah it's kind of that it's pretty much just my girlfriend to be honest <laughs> it's one of the many challenges that come with being a solo uh, artist a multi-instrumentalist artist only that um you've got to find some form of signing board but what other challenging aspects over the years, particularly, I guess, when it comes to working on this upcoming album and the single that's about to be released and so on, what other challenges um, have you noticed about being a solo artist? Um, I mean, I, I love a lot of it, but to mention, yeah, not having the sounding board for mm. ideas. Um, again, it can work in your favour and not, not with your favour because you might get some ideas that you don't agree with and then have to incorporate them in as the sort of part of a collective more so um i think i do sometimes miss the sort of band dynamic of mm. having a laugh and the kind of camaraderie you have with your band and um but that's that's now there it's sort of with my live band yeah. um but i think I, I i like doing things myself and it um it, I, I love writing songs um and it just appeals to me for me to be able to find my own way in how to create it. I just find it incredibly satisfying. And um, yeah, it, it makes me feel really fulfilled. Um, and I kind of want to always prove to myself and to 
others as well that I can I can do I can do it um <laughs> it's got I've just got a drive in me so I kind of I yeah I, I I kind of want it to come from me to really represent me like this is what I've done so um yeah, there's some there's there's some challenges. I mean, financially is a is a is a very big challenge. Um, but apart from that, it's it's normally working better for me, I'd say. Mm. Um I am loving working with the band, taking the songs live. Like that's just another great part of, you know, Lucky Thief and and how these songs are gonna come out. Do you think a couple of years ago um, you would have felt the same when it comes to working with a live band in Lucky Thief? Um, I don't think I thought about it. And, oh, okay. and I was enjoying just writing my songs and putting them out. Um, and I did a trial gig with some other musicians as Lucky mm. Thief um, at a place called the Louisiana in Bristol. Um and that was, oh, that's got to be like five, five or so years ago, and it went, it went really well. And I thought, okay, there's some evidence there of the stuff that I'm writing. It can translate live, because um, that was the first sort of test of it. Because yeah. um, also I was layering more instruments then, so um, so that 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 kind of yeah, it, it allowed me to think, okay, this this should be done, and also. In order to get out my music to as, as many people, um, playing live is just essential. And it's kind of, you know, it's the it's the fun part. Um, although I find the songwriting fun and the recording fun, like yeah, I do love playing live and going a bit nuts. So um, yeah, so that'll be it'll be great to do that when I'm when it happens. But yeah, it's not always been something I've been trying to find. You find your feet doing everything. So if if people were telling me it was shit then probably wouldn't want to play live too much. Mm. So, um, you know, trying to be real with, is this, is this, is this good enough? Or we, I know it shouldn't really matter in some respects, but it kind of, it kind of does to me. I want to put out something that's good and people enjoy. So. Yeah, of course you could say it shouldn't really matter, but ultimately if not everyone hates it and no one's listening to it, um, you know, it will, <laughs> it could have, it's not going to be great. Is it for you? But how yeah. it makes you feel and uh, certainly inspiring you going forward. Sticking with the live thing, um, so for Clary, what what if you don't mind if you can share, what would be your role in the live environment? Are you gonna play guitar and sing? Are you gonna do bass? Uh yeah, so it'll be guitar and, and sing, yeah. Um so predominantly the kind of rhythm guitar. Mm -hmm. Um so all the kind of the the main chords um which sits quite well with me um so yeah that's that's what that's what i'll be doing got a bassist got a lead guitarist and a drummer and all the songs are kind of written so that there's no more than two lead parts or like mm -hmm. you know two parts guitar parts together so um so it's not going to be like you know you hear um an overproduced record and then when you come see it live it sounds very different because not all those guitars there all these effects um so yeah it's it's sounding nice um it's sounding it's sounding <clears throat> as full as as the record which is which is great and what's the uh likelihood i want to ask if you can predict it but what's the likelihood of um you playing live this year um the aim is to start um to get some shows for about july august Excellent. um 
so once the first single silence is out um i'll be you know looking at different venues and um exploring bands to play with i've already got um you know a few that um been thinking of um so yeah looking for that time because that's when the album's released as well so it'd be great to sort of have all the shows to to support it as well Okay, so that's what was missing. And uh, the detail I was trying to find earlier on was a, a sort of clear release date for the overall album. Um, so we are talking the big end of summer, beginning of autumn time then. Yeah, so we've got <clears throat> the first singles out um, on the 31st of this month. Um, yeah. And then there's two more singles after that. Um, I think one's in July, um, off the top of my head, maybe May. Um, and then another one, uh, beginning of August and I think it's the 25th of August for for the album so yeah quite a few releases from from now on basically a nice run a nice build and as you said starting with Silencer which uh, as of the time recording we're little over a week away from its uh, release being out there. Um, this track and specifically, as this is really the one that's gonna be sent out to the world to really grab people's attention for Lucky Thief. Uh, give me a bit of background about this specific track, in particular, what inspired it? Um, I mean, a, a lot of what inspires me frustrates me. Um, and even though, you know, it's 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 not metal, and music doesn't have to be metal to be aggressive. I think there's um, uh, I I've got a lot of you know anger within me, which can be greatly expressed through music, and um, mm. it basically just um, airs my frustration with um how outspoken people can be and how judgmental, narrow-minded, obnoxious um and and just unaware of how their words can have an impact on other people and um yeah it, it's, it's sort of my frustration with that it also looks at my own um sort of behavior because i've uh normally spoken out about things for, for for good and worse you know it's got me in a lot of um problems mm. as well as being good so it's looking at whether whether it's it's better to speak out, I always think it is, but I'm not saying, you know, I've, I've spoken out in times where it hasn't actually benefited the situation, but um, it's just looking at, yeah, is it right to speak? Should you speak? You know, what are you doing by it? What are the effects of, of, of uh, you know, what you're saying? And um, also, you know, just kind of on a basic level, you know, wanting people to shut up if they're, you know, if they're ill-informed and not being very nice. But, um, you know, it's just looking at that whole sort of um thing of communication and um yeah what roles we have and responsibilities we have with that annoyingly as relevant today as it was yesterday a year ago five years ago and and most likely will be just as relevant in five or ten years as well yeah yeah i mean we're we're all humans and it's never going to change um i guess it's just yeah it's it's just sort of observations and uh if you know it can it can provide a little question it's just you know you know what's my voice about what can i do my voice for is it good is it bad you know that's mm. kind of what i wanted to yeah just put across and that's silence sir and of course that is on the upcoming album would you describe the overall album then um as a very personal record does it come from a lot of your own experiences and as you said yourself frustrations 
Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's yeah, it's incredibly personal. Um, I think a lot of the time, the sort of the the chords that I pick mm. represent how I'm feeling. Sometimes even more so than the lyrics. Like all all the songs that I start with, they they start from the guitar from chords, and I need those chords to like, I don't know ignite some emotion within me and then that'll change the sort of um the lyrical content um but yeah it's been it, it's incredibly yeah it's it's all personal it's all based on my experiences um yeah there's there's it's just sort of my my life which hopefully other people will have similar experiences of um and similar themes and I don't know I wanted it to have a a kind of hot, you know, an energetic, hard-hitting um, uh, sound to it, but also mm. to have that sort of emotional kind of resonance where you can kind of connect with it a little bit. Um, so yeah, I'd say yeah, it's it's, it's super personal, um, and but yeah, not so much where it's just so intricate you haven't got a clue what the guy is saying, which is right. which is cool sometimes because you can try and work out what the metaphors are and stuff, but um yeah, hopefully personal without um being too um you know standoffish. No, I understand completely what I mean. Ultimately you want to be personal, but you also want effectively um some level of interpretation from a listener just so potentially it can relate to it in many, many different ways. As long as they are listening and relating to it in some way, it works. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. Is it easy for you to open up like that is it easy for you to express yourself in this format or is it something that's grown over your years as you learn to be a writer and creator of music um yeah it's it's, it's getting easier <clears throat> i say i still say it is um yeah sometimes hard um but i also don't you know i don't want to use cliches and i don't want to make things too too obvious and sort of you know sickly sweet so i um i'm trying to find that balance between being vulnerable and not being just just a you know just basic so um there's a song called nomad which is probably mm. um probably the most like overtly personal one and it you know it has it in in the chorus just about you know i moved about a lot when i was a kid and it's about not finding a sort of place to call your home, you know, it's a, no sense of like stability there. Um, and that's very obviously presented in the, in the chorus. Um, uh, I, I think I will kind of go down that line for some tracks. Um, mm -hmm. Cause I think it, I think in general, and I don't know what your thoughts are about it, that, you know, a lot of people can relate and in terms of the general audience can relate to these, I don't know, bigger, more obvious um, sort of statements. Um, mm. Whereas a part of me does want to hold back a little bit, but I think it also has some power to do that at times. Yeah, you, I, I, I do completely understand what you're saying. It can be fascinating to listen to a track, a song that is autobiographical to a degree, um, a specific event, uh, experience in a person's life that you will basically diary page that you're hearing, reading, as it were. 
And that can be fascinating itself. But you are correct. I think I feel the majority, or at least a large portion of people, connect to songs that perhaps have a little bit more of a grander, grander, less um, less specific idea, but it's still re- like it's still personal to the artist. That's yeah. what I tend to find people relate to maybe more than anything else. Um, you know, you describe Silencer, for example, the way you've described Silencer is something that, while obviously it's personal to you for whatever reason, what the reasons you've told us here, but for a person that maybe hasn't, doesn't know that, can hear that, pick up on the lyrical content and maybe then connect their own personal experiences of what you're trying to say that's completely detached from yours. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I hope so. I mean, I fundamentally like the song's got to be engaging and mm. and uh, pique your interest uh whether that's you know with the instruments any sort of instrument or the lyrics so um as long as the song does that then the, the option's always there for someone to read into it more and and to re-listen and, and explore those things but yeah I always want to make sure that it, it grabs the person in the in the first instance to be able to do that and overall with the album, did you find yourself being quite experimental with it or did you have a clear vision kind of what you wanted it to be? No, I mean, it's, it kind of changes as it, as it went on. You know, if mm. I write a really heavy song or a heavier song, then I probably don't want to do that again as the next one. I want to do something different, um, but still with the Lucky Thief sound. Um but I'm 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 pleasantly surprised that you know all the tracks sound like, you know they're they're homogenous and um, oh cohesive <laughs> yeah exactly exactly because I was just writing songs for writing songs um so it's really nice that they've come out but I did want some variation um I wanted to for, for the record to have a, a balance to it um not just being like I'm going to write a heavy record and it all be heavy I wanted to have different you know different styles in there and different things to kind of just keep your interest um so Ebbs yeah and flows peaks yeah. and valleys yeah for sure for sure considering the time uh spent working on this working on lucky thief and getting to where we are now um going back a few years the global pandemic the the harder part of it the the lockdowns and so on did that have much of an effect on um, what you were doing with Lucky Thief? Um, I was always writing, um, mm. but it made it obviously very difficult to uh, demo the songs because I don't have a kit anymore. So I right. had to go to rehearsal rooms to do the drums and then and then bring the drums back. I could do all the guitars at home, um, but I also didn't want to do the vocals because it just wasn't, I don't want to, you know, piss, piss a load of people off doing it. Um, so it made it very stop start but i did find in those in between periods where like certain restrictions were were um lifted i managed to find like a rehearsal room somewhere and a rehearsal room somewhere else and and it kind of got it got me through enough so that i could have um like the album was still continuing there was always stuff i could kind of do there was always guitar stuff but yeah um yeah it's a weird time. I, I'm, I'm, yeah, again, surprised that it managed to make it work. But it was just those little breaks of um, being able to find those spots and just and just using them when I could. To be honest, 
I'm glad you were able to do that. Um, and they've even got to this stage where, as you said, we said, we're over a week, uh, a little over a week till the release of Silence, and then further down the road, uh, the proper build as we Silence starts to build towards the release of the album. Considering you said early on that you basically are doing everything, including, I imagine, all the social media management and aspects like that, that's hard enough when there's a group of you. But if you're going to be doing that on your own, how are you finding that? Do you think you've got a good handle on what's required for you to help push the name of Lucky Thief out there? Um, it's not something that, you know, you don't you don't play music to be good at social media. Mm. I don't anyway. I play music because I, I love playing music and I want to get my music out there. But it's a necessary beast that you've got to, I've got to really ram it down people's throats. Um, and so, yeah, I don't I don't. I don't enjoy it, but it is, it is when it goes well, it's, it's good, you know, and now I've got stuff to put out. It's a lot better because, yeah. you know, I'm getting more engagement and, you know, uh, an audience is growing. Whereas before it's, you know, you've got to let people know you're still around, but you haven't got much to show for it. Um, so I, I'm enjoying it more now that I've, we're, I'm on the journey basically. Um, but I mean, yeah, it's not it's 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 not something you you um I don't know you when you when you first pick up your instrument well when when I did that I'd have to you know be on Instagram every day and I haven't even touched TikTok I don't even know where I'm going to it's just, it's just I just don't know. I think that uh, I don't want to guess at your age, but I feel like sometimes that's an age thing. I feel like now if you're very of a certain age and you're picking up a guitar and instrument, TikTok will be running in the background behind you the moment you start. I I I think, or maybe that's just a well, I'm near, I'm pushing, I'm coming up to 40. I'm 38 in August this year. So that's kind of that, you know, an up middle generation view. No, I mean I I'm 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 33, so yeah, I kind of feel that way. Um yeah, it's I think it's by the sounds of it, you know, it's a completely sort of um, different social media beast, TikTok, and mm-hmm. and something I've got, I've got other, at the minute, I've got other things to do, um, yeah, than do that. But um, you know, depending on how things goes, you know, who knows? I, I mean, I, I hate the thought of Lucky Thief on TikTok, but hey, who knows? As you say, who that's knows? the thing. It's always who knows. This is a snowball now. The snowball is beginning to pick up speed as we roll into silencer. We roll into the next singles and we roll into the album later at the end of the year, plus potentially, fingers crossed, uh, live performances as well. And then it's a big ass snowball crushing towns and cities as it you go on. So that's all super, super exciting. But now we reached part of the interview, the last part where it's the quick fire round. These are 10 questions randomly chosen from a pool of 500 that can be sensible, silly nonsensical deep and so on how you answer them is up to you you can elaborate you can keep it one word it's entirely up to you so the first one requires just three words sum up lucky thief in three words um energetic melodic um passionate perfect perfect what is a guilty pleasure food item for you oh food item I don't think there really is any guilty pleasure food like mm. um well that you might feel guilty about eating because that does happen to people I mean actually yeah I did have just pasta and mayonnaise the other day <laughs> so at, thir- at 33 you think you might have done a bit better with yourself but um time times are hard and uh that's that's what I had um and it was 
just about as average as you might think. Oh, that's, uh, that generally sounds awful. As a person <laughs> who hates mayonnaise and doesn't really love pasta, the combination of the two just sounds terrible. Yeah, it turns out I did have one. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favourite city to visit within the UK? Oh, um, I mean, cool, that's a good one. What, what city do I like? I've been up to Liverpool. That's been great. Um, I mean, living in Bristol is pretty amazing. I don't have to move too much because I pretty much just love being here. Um, Fantastic. I would like to go to Brighton. Never been to Brighton. And I've heard really good things about that. So, like, yeah, Brighton's on the list. No, no mention of uh, the capital, my neck of the woods, London. Been here? Uh, I've I've been to London a few times, and it's and it's and it's fine in in, in small places <laughs> for me. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I I waited that on purpose. I was expecting something like that. Um, okay, moving on. If you could tour with any band or artist, who would be a good fit for Lucky Thief? Oh, um. I mean, yeah, I've got to be supporting. I mean, there's two two major influences for for me really with Lucky Thief, and it's Queens of the Stone Age and Deftones. So um, I enjoy I enjoy the the different aspects of them, putting them a little bit together. Um, so I mean, to even be in the same room as them, I think would be good enough for me. Um, mm. So. Yeah, if I if I had to pick two, or yeah, that just yeah, be them any day. That's a nice three band bill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with it. <laughs> Considering um, all the instruments you can play, what is an instrument that you can't, but you'd love to be able to play it, or maybe will one day? I think I can I can play it the tiniest bit of piano, but not not good enough, I'd say at the minute. But I, in, in the terms of yeah, synth would be amazing to get oh, really good nice. at synth, um, just to make the songs seem even more epic. Um, yeah, some sort of keyboard, piano, MIDI based thing would be cool. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, what is a type of horror fiction that has the ability to scare or creep you out? Horror fiction. Um, I mean, I love horrors. Um, mm. So I'm trying to think what's ever scared me. I mean, there's a new film coming out or out about Winnie the Pooh, Blood, oh, and, Blood and Honey. Yeah. I think that sounds like it might scare me because it's so shit. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I, I still want to see it just to see how bad it is. So that potentially has the, uh, yeah, the ability to scare me. Considering you said you like horror, then are you quite are you quite particular? Or are you more than comfortable with just watching basically things that look like they will be trash? I I, I do love trashy horrors, especially from like the eighties and sort of nineties. Um, I think that's the sort of golden era of it, where mm. it seems to be done in good taste, even though it's bad. Um, and like you can tell, like the director's hearts are really in it. Um, so yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I'm not sure if Blood and Honey is going to be in that same vein, but no, I'm, I'm all up for watching like, yeah, the old kind of ridiculous stuff. Yeah, you've already spelled out the difference. That I'm not going to say anything about uh, Blood and Honey because I wouldn't want to color your view. Just have fun with that. Did you? What did you think? 
I'm not saying. I, I just, I'm not going to say it's um it's it's a film. Put it that way. It's a film okay. that exists and people can watch it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog or Mario? Whose games do you prefer to play? If you play. Uh, them at all? Yeah. No. Uh, Mario. I've got a um. I recently got a Switch, so I need to get some Mario games on it. I've actually got Mario Kart. Um. Yeah, I used to have a Sega Saturn back in the day, so I played Sonic. Um, but I think overall it'll be Mario. Quite up for the film that's coming out as well. Of course, yeah, time recording through like a couple of weeks away from it. Looks like it'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah. I like the animation. It's like it's it feels like that's what it's supposed to be like, you know. I have to ask then, because you said that, are you have you seen and or are you a fan of the 90s Super Mario Brothers, the one that stars Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo? Yes, it is, it is <laughs> insane. And the Goombas or whatever they are, that is just some acid trip nonsensical madness. It's uh <clears throat> I don't know how they came up with the design for that. It's 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 like they're 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 small in the game. Why are they like six foot or something? Um, it is a bit of a fever dream. Yep. Yeah, it's it's great. I I loved it though. It's a proper classic. <laughs> uh, classic. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, where does the name Lucky Thief come from? Um. So that was trying to sort of combine two things which don't normally go together. You know, you associate like th- you know being a thief, something bad, but mm. that something good can come out of it. Um. So yeah, sort of that antithesis between something good or something bad happening, but there'll be a little bit of each and both. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Fantastic. Oh, actually, this is a good one, considering um, as a horror fan, what is the best Stephen King book to movie or TV show adaption that you've ever seen? Oh, it's, it's going to be so basic, but um, The Shining's like my, my third favourite film, so I love it. I've watched it countless times. Um I'm going to presume you mean Stanley Kubrick, not the TV adaption one. Yeah, the Stanley Kubrick one. I know yeah. that the book apparently is quite different to to the film, but um, no, I absolutely, I absolutely love that. Um, but I'll, I'll pretty much watch any Stephen King film just to see how, how they are. I know there's a lot of like different variances of how good they are, but because he just churns them out the whole time. But I always find them like pretty interesting, you know? Oh, this isn't the last. This isn't the last of the quickfire questions. But you did say something that's kind of caught my attention. You said The Shining was your third favorite film. Then mm. what's one and two? Uh, no Country for Old Men is my first, um, and then There Will Be Blood is my second. And they, oh wow, they seem to have just stayed there for probably the last ten years or or so. So um, yeah, I just find them absolutely insane. Um, yeah, like Johnny Greenwood doing the soundtrack for There Will Be Blood is epic. Obviously, there's no soundtrack for the um, No Country for Old Men. Um, but yeah, no, I, I just it's the kind of dark, the darkness of them and the kind of uh, getting in the in the psyche of, of people. I just yeah, I just love it. Yeah, yeah, Daniel Day Lewis, um, incredibly well beyond watchable. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Have you got a favorite film? Um, it would be very hard. I, it, it'd be, I, I, it'd be one of the struggle to kind of name it as number one. Because, but like, I mean, it's. Uh, I'm a huge fan. 
So I, it, like, I don't, I'm trying to avoid the horror thing because, like, from the horror aspect, the original Halloween, um, the Return of the Living Dead is not just like inspired the website. I have it tattooed on my arm. Like it's, it's what scared me as a kid. Um, I adore Mary Poppins, the Disney one. Amazing. That's up there. Yeah. So like, I, 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 I'll be honest, I've never really given it much thought to go. Oh, that's number one. Oh, um, Danny Boyle's. There's a movie called Sunshine. I don't know if you've ever heard of this one. It's a space one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that that is one of my all-time favorite movies. Um, Sunshine. The soundtrack of that is just pretty. It's just spectacular. Amazing. Yeah, I, I, I'll have to check that out. Yeah, I mean, oh. I don't. If you ask me, my favorite, you know, songs or albums, I don't have. I don't have. I couldn't pick because you know. But in terms of films, that yeah, it's a, quite an easy one for me. Okay, well, I think the last question is going to be easy then as well for you. What's an achievable goal you'd like to accomplish this year with Lucky Thief? Um, I mean, yeah, to, to get some, a bunch of live shows in yeah. and to do that, that would be, you know, that's the plan. And I imagine that's what will happen and hopefully it will be all good. Um, and I would like some, uh, ideally some radio play as well. So if that, if those two things were to happen, um, I'd, yeah, I'd call it quite successful. Um, and then on to the next album, basically. Haven't heard Silencer. I didn't mention this before, and I'm very confident that will be the case. It is one of those tracks, and if the album's anything to go off this, um, that has what I like to think is mass appeal, where you can be into the heaviest of heavy, but you can also be into mainstream rock and pop and totally find middle ground between the two. Um, it is out on March 31st, as you said earlier on, and then we just continue to snowball, build our way towards this release of the full album lucky thief thank you so much for taking the time to do this i really appreciate it yeah thanks a lot man yeah been good to chat thank you very much for watching if you liked what you saw please help us out by giving us a thumbs up and hitting that subscribe button if you really liked what you saw consider donating to keep the website and channel running by buying us a coffee via our coffee page or picking up some merch from our big cartel store you can check us out on gbhbell.com as well as via our social media Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, as well as listen to our interviews via SoundCloud, Apple Music, and Spotify. Just search for GBHBL. Games, horror, and heavy metal. What else is life for?